Cool 97. Dre, you know that this song is older than you, though. No, but seriously, Dre, Dre, this song is older than you. Look at the the the, the date that this song was released, and tell me, this song has been around forever, Gwen Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. and it is still appealing. Knew <laughs> <laughs> what they were talking about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have stories about this song, but I'm not going to go there tonight. Singles live on the Nation School at ninety seven FM. So we have in the studio our power couple. I'm going to call them Jermaine and Renate at McDonald's, and they have been married for thirteen. Years. Lucky number 13. Mm-hmm. See, Dre, Dre, you hear that? 13 years in a Dre. That is good. Right. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they are Christians, and uh, they actively share their lives with uh, with, some, with, with some children. Don't. And hoping to. Yes. Yes, yes. And, um... So therefore, they believe that each individual has a purpose and does, uh, all of us, each person does. And therefore, they pursue their purpose individually, I like that, and also together with great fervency. They are both active leaders, they do premarital counseling, coaches, and they're also educators. And of course, they have two ministries, and the first ministry is to help couples call Loving to the Max, and of course, an investment community called Learn, Grow, Invest. So you see, Dre, how love and money come together. <laughs> Loving you know, the Max. You know, before, before, yeah. before I comment, mm-hmm. I just want to get into it. Right, and so their aim is to help persons identify their purpose and become better stewards of their money. Right. So, Jermaine, Renate, how are you? We're good. We're good. Yes, we're excited about this conversation. We're excited about this conversation for sure. All right. So my introduction. I'm I'm, I'm calling you both the the power the power couple. Let us try to fix the. Yeah. 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 We're hearing now. Right. Great. Thank you. So I'm calling you the the power couple. Why I'm doing so is because you have some dynamic factors. One, the love of our divine creator. Two, the love of each other. Three, your creativity. And four, the fact that both of you continue to pursue your dreams and aspirations individually but also together individually but also together so the interesting thing about our story is that we never started out that way ah so uh we actually did um 
there's our our story so the first five years of our marriage it was all about self so it was my money your money it was you know what what how can i realize my own goals that i came into the marriage with and the other person's job was just to fulfill those expectations so it was very challenging for the first five years we almost got to the point of divorce and to to how bad it was if if one person said the d word we probably would have gotten (laughs) would have been would have been at that point Mm -hmm. but then the first thing that you said um love of god that saved our marriage Mm-hmm. So the the last seven years we've been on a journey to eight. eight thank you. <laughs> there. Um, the last eight years we've been on a journey to to unlearn everything that we knew before and try to figure out how we can work together, how we can grow a family together, and how we can fulfill the purpose that we have individually and and also family. and as a couple. Yeah. You mentioned that the first five years um, of the marriage had some bumps. No, no, bumps. No, bumps. Dre's calling them mountains Grand and potholes, Grand Canyons. Now that you have grown, you are now at the counselor at, 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 and, and you coach individual. You do marriage counseling. Yes. Let me ask that question. Did both of you get marriage counseling before you entered the marriage? No, we did not. I, tell him more. <laughs> so why we didn't? It's something that I, I wanted to do um, at the time that we got married, as you may have gleaned we were not in the church we were not christians we were not walking with god any of that right we were just together we were just young people saying hey we've been together for for six years now it's time to get married now that was it for us and i was like you know maybe we should get some counseling because we were young he was 25 i was 23 and i was like we don't really have that example to say this is what marriage is supposed to look like so let's go talk to somebody and and husband over here was like nope nope i don't need i don't need anybody to tell me how to live my life i don't need anybody to tell me how to love my wife i don't need i don't need that i don't need people in my business we'll figure it out i agree (laughs) (laughs) hence we had no counseling and we did a lot of learning by trial and error. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as counselors now, what are some of the, th- the, the discussions that you have with your uh, clients going into marriage, especially when it comes to finances? Yeah. So, what we do in counseling is we try to determine compatibility. Right, so it's we, we we don't subscribe to the soulmate idea because the, any two people we believe who who love the Lord, who are committed to making the marriage work and have a basic level of compatibility, can make a marriage work. Um, because if you think about the whole soulmate idea, if that person should pass away, what what does that mean? You live the rest of your life alone. So the whole soulmate idea doesn't really appeal to us. Um, So what we look for in counseling is compatibility. We try to walk a couple through a series of conversations. And what we are trying to do is uncover 
what they have hidden. Yeah. Because mm. in counseling, <laughs> what when when you're dating, it's it's all about we we are presenting our best selves. Mm-hmm. So in counseling, our job as counselors is to get them to say the things that they wouldn't normally say, have them to bring up the things that they may they might have pressed down or have hidden from from their partner so that those things are revealed and discussed before they say I do. Right. So it's really about getting them to take off that mask that is there so that we can get to the truth about how they manage money, how how they view money. Um, do they agree on you know whether or not they should buy a house? Is is buying a house a priority? Mm-hmm. Is having children a priority? Is investing a priority? Are you carrying debt? Into mm-hmm. the marriage, is it something that you're expecting is going to become shared as yes. as your debt, or are you planning to clear this before you get married? You know, that kind of conversation has to be has to be had because we need to know, or you need to know, going into your marriage, what is your financial standing? Because we know that finances is one of the greatest issues that causes divorce. That's what that's what brought us there. <laughs> that's what got us to that point of. That, to the brink of divorce we were stressed about finances we couldn't manage our money yeah. which which led to anger frustration resentment um, yeah resentment it, it it came out in in a lot of ways um, was that the root was money 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 I want you to hold that thought let me do this and of course this talk segment is sponsored by Alternative Skincare, the only choice feel the difference in your skin with handmade organic soaps Alternative Skincare products help with most skin conditions such as eczema, acne, dry skin hyperpigmentation you can also follow Alternative Skincare on social media and it is at shop ALT skincare and you can also email them shop alt skincare at gmail.com island girl says that a pot hole island girl also says that uh, counseling is a must definitely. counseling is definitely a must there's something that i want um to bring out in the, in this conversation. So we're saying to avoid some of the, the potholes that will arise within the marriage. Then one has to uh, somehow be honest. That's yes. the word that I want yes. to use. But are we as a people, Andre can also and chime in and answer, especially from the male um, perspective, are we really and truly honest about our finances, whether we have it or whether or we, we, we may have it or we may not have it, but do you divulge everything to your partner, especially when you're dating? And it's a two-part question. And when is a good time to to, 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 to divulge this information? Mm-hmm. Starting with Dre. Starting with, okay. <laughs> um, let me tell you, I was at a point, AJ, where um, earlier... When we, you know, earlier in the show, but, mm-hmm. well, not this show, but in the series, um, I don't know if you remember a comment that I made where I was like, um, I don't really see the need to share um, everything in mm, terms right. of finances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the more I learn and the more I mature, um, you know, I realize it's, it's kind of important. It's kind of important to share everything. Um, 
to be good or bad, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have a loan, you're in debt, whatever it is, just share it. And, um, or I guess touched on something where they mentioned, you know, is it going to affect the joint finances or is it something that you will handle on your own? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, so that's where I'm at with, 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 with that. With so you're saying that the information yeah, should man, be shared yeah, openly and honestly. But for me, um, being in a relationship so long, it some it it, it, it starts off a little bit rocky, mm-hmm. but the 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 the, the more mature because I'm not going to say the older the relationship gets, <laughs> no, the more, the more mature, mature the relationship, the relationship yeah. gets, and then children come into play. You become more open. So if it's a thousand dollars, you say no, it's a thousand dollars what we have here. Yeah. So there's no need to 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 hide. And, and, and you're right. I mean, the more mature the relationship, yes, is, you share more. Do you share more? Um, I, I'm strong. It's not about time. No, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about, about time. I use time. So, yeah. When, yeah. You know, when people talk about you know with with dating and you know you have to tell me everything, I'm I'm, I'm totally against that. So, so I, I want, think sorry, I yeah. think that the more the more we are in the relationship, um, the longer, not necessarily time as you mentioned, but just the more mature we get together and the more, the intimate, more, the more intimate you are the more we learn about each other the more comfortable yes. we get with each other then you know more and more information starts to come out mm-hmm. so so one uh, one of the things we encourage couples not to do don't behave like husband and wife if you're not ready for what comes with mm-hmm. that so there is there there has to be a certain amount of trust built before you share certain things or or before you start to entertain certain ideas. So if you are dating and the goal is dating to understand whether or not we are we're we're compatible to spend our lives together, after you've decided that you're ready to have that kind of conversation and head to that place, then you can start going through some of the things but what happens a lot is that in the dating process, in the in the evaluating process, you start to talk about everything and there is almost this obligation, this expectation that you need to share everything with me when we have not had a conversation about whether or not we're going to spend our lives together or not. If you understand what I mean. Right. So, so we're very clear. We are talking about the, the premarital counseling period. Yeah. This is when you have said, yes, we want to spend our lives together. And we're, that's what we're moving towards. So when we start talking to you now about your money, right? We expect you to be honest with with us and with each other to say, this is how we this is how we want to handle the money. This is where we are now with the money. We're not talking about persons who just started dating or who are doing what is called or considered casual dating. But the moment that you get into that position where you're saying yes. This is the person, and I want to spend my life with this person. You have to talk about the money, because because if you don't, what what is what can happen is that you you go into the the marriage, you go into the, the deeper depths of intimacy and relationship, not really understanding how this person spend money, what they value, what they what they put value on, what they will spend money on, um, what it is that they w- are willing to, to do regarding debt, because debt is mm-hmm. a chokehold for mm-hmm. a lot of us, right? A lot of us have financial trauma from our childhood and we don't even know it. 
and it impacts how we spend money. You have to deal with those things before you bring anybody else into your mess. Mm-hmm. Right? So we want you to talk about it at, at that time that yeah. you're preparing to but, go into but marriage. But don't feel rushed or pressured if it is that you are still at the point where you are dating. I think unless you've agreed to 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 engage in premarital counseling and, and, and talk about marriage, that kind of thing, I don't think you're necessarily obligated to share those depths of information because we think there there should be there there are certain types of conversations that should should come up at that stage and not necessarily before meaning at that point you're not joined under god there there's there's no covenant there but if 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 you are preparing to take that covenant, then we believe that those conversations should, should be had. Right. Can't tell some of those young, the one is younger. N- no, 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 they want to know. Let me turn my attention. But, hold on, Andre. Oh, Let me just turn my attention to our friends joining us via the World Wide Web. Um, thank you so much, Island Girl Fresh Fluffy Diva says. I beg to disagree, especially when one partner thinks your money is for both and their. <laughs> money is yes. theirs alone. That's what I was going to... Yeah, but this... Uh, right, right, That's Dre. what I was going to touch on because um, the conversation about money mm-hmm. and how we're going to manage money. Is it that you're managing my money for us? Or is it that we're money? Are you managing our money <laughs> for us? But you again, I mean? but, but again, you know that, I mean? that's the talk you have to have, right? How is the money going to work? Because mm-hmm. even as a part of that counseling conversation, you know, we are asking you now, as as the persons who are preparing to go into marriage, what do you? How do you want to deal with your money? Is it his money and her money? Are you going to have one um, everything going into one account? Are you going to keep two separate accounts and have and have responsibilities allocated to each person? How are you going to manage the money? You have to talk about that and decide that too. Are you going to hide some of the money as a woman? Listen, because you know we have we could get that little thing about the get get vex money. It transitions into into other um, things, you know. So it become just in case get vex become become just in case. But the question I have is if you feel you. Have have to withhold that account from someone are you ready to spend the rest of your life let me tell you something Jermaine sometimes some things are so hard to unlearn especially when it was um, it, 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 it was it was it, it, it's a culture yeah. it's a culture it's how you were raised so there's always this this thing in the back of your mind that says you better have some like a just in case even you maybe your partner know that you have the like a just in case money and sometimes that same like a just in case money you may say to him boy you know i didn't have some money save up somewhere but you if you just have that as a jamaican woman i don't i can't speak for the men about as to what to not do if you don't have phone just in case too but i know for a jamaican woman will always have that just in case money somewhere <laughs> in the somewhere even if a little partner money would sure somewhere something that little just in case so, yeah so we know persons who have done both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know husbands withholding from wives, wives who may be responsible for the finances and they're not necessarily transparent as to, as to how everything is going. 
we believe, as Renee said, it, it's up to you to determine before you get married how you will manage it. Because for us, there is no right or wrong is what works for, for the, the both for of the mm-hmm. couple. But there has to be agreement, right? Amos 3, 3, how can the two walk together unless they agree? Mm-hmm. So for us, if you, if you will have shared goals, like owning a home, raising a family, traveling, uh, retiring at a certain age, if you're withholding money, how can you accomplish the goals in the right way together? Because here's the thing. There, there is a method, like an, a known and tested and tried method to do what it is that you're talking about, Jenna Ann. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is pretty much having one account that deals with those joint goals. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it pays the bills and, and you deal with your savings and your investments and all of that from that one account. But husband still has his account and wife still has her account and each of you get your individual money to do what it, whatever it is that you want to do with that mm-hmm. money. And if you want to make that your get vex money, well, you no, know, so you can do that. So the but thing it, is, it just shouldn't be a secret. Exactly. It, the, the whole idea is for it not to be hidden um, as a secret. So so he will, husband will know that wife have her, her, have her money. Mm-hmm. And wife know that husband has his money, but it's not that it's not that um, you necessarily will go into his account and take it. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know it's there. So one of one of the questions we get a lot, for example, is what do I do if my spouse is bad with money? Because <laughs> this is this is one of the reasons why persons may choose to withhold. Mm-hmm. So if you think your partner is bad with money, you don't necessarily want them to have access to the money to spend it irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always say in that case... One, it's 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 important to put in safeguards to to protect the goals that you have. But again, this this idea that if you know that the person is struggling, right? Because one of the big things for us was getting to the point where each of us were able to admit where we were struggling with money. Mm-hmm. All right, we both struggle with money, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a man, I would save up, for example, and maybe do a large spend each year on on the things that matter to me. Renee would maybe spend a little bit each month. So Renee is the type of person she would go to the supermarket, would say the budget is ten, ten thousand dollars for example. She'll come back and say, you know, I spent thirty thousand. I'm like, we said ten. <laughs> yeah, but I saw this and I saw this and we need this and I say we needed it, but we can afford ten because we budgeted ten, and it took us a long time. In fact, that's one of the areas we're still working on. Mm-hmm. Because as like literally how it is now, I feel like I need to go with her to the supermarket because the most dangerous thing for her is when we're about to cash and she says, give me one minute, I'll be right back. <laughs> That's the most dangerous time in the mm-hmm. supermarket. And what, what I've learned is that it's not necessarily that she wants to overspend, but it's from her desire to take care of our home. Mm-hmm. So she just wants to be sure that we have enough in the home. And that comes out in her spending more when it comes to groceries. And as long as it's the grocery, you know, Jermaine, hold that thought. Let me take this this break. And of course, this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skin Care. Alternative Skin Care, the only choice. Their handmade soaps are 100% organic and can be used by men and women of all ages. Available at KW Bloombox, Face Forward Cosmetics, Fontana, Waterloo and Montego Bay. And you can follow them at Shop ALT Skin Care on social media. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 
And we're coming out of uh, a talk segment courtesy of Alternative Skincare. And we're moving into our next sponsor, and that's uh, Harvest Tabernacle, Kristen Endeavors. And, of course, they're hosting Christmas Bickle. Yes, Dre, Christmas Bickle will be on Friday, December 9 at Randy Williams Entertainment Center, 36 Hope Road, Kingston 10. Hey, <laughs> me, I tell you the address, you know, from 11 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. There'll be prizes and surprises. And of course, the tickets, food galore. Yes. Tickets are fifteen. Tickets are fifteen thousand dollars. It's a mm-hmm. super all-inclusive yes. event. Yes, yeah, man. Let's not forget the food that Dre is going to go there from eleven a.m. with containers. With, you're not caring no containers to the people that digs it, Dre. Hey, Dre, listen, I work it out. You, know? you work it out. Yes, I'm gonna. So have, you strategically plan I'm this. I have containers in my bag because you know I have to have my bag. Right. Yeah. So when I'm walking out, uh-huh. there's gonna be the same containers in the bag. <laughs> so it's, it won't look any different. Oh, Dre. So you can't be suspicious of it. Live you know entertainment I mean? by Dre, DJ yes. Dre yes. of Kuna Mikalio, DJ Dre of Kuna ninety seven FM. Mm-hmm. Live entertainment starts at five thirty p.m. And of course, I'll be hosting this one. I'm not going to follow Dre. Dre, you're going to leave before me. I am not. I am not walking over with you with those <laughs> containers. And of course, uh, later on, I'll tell you about the menu. Remember, tickets are fifteen thousand dollars. This is a super all inclusive event. For ticket info, you can call 876-316-3650. Let me repeat that. That's 876-316-3650. So let's get back into the conversation. Once again, saying hi to our friends joining us via the World Wide Web. So Fresh Fluffy Diva was saying, sorry, them young and seriously unrealistic in the true realities of love and marriage. Jermaine, <laughs> I want you to address that one for me in terms of being yeah. unrealistic. It, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because, um, well, I mean, we've been together 19 years. Mm-hmm. We've been married for 13 years. So, um, so what we're saying and what we've always said is what works for us is after years of going through different iterations of um, how, because we we had to counter and deal with the ways in which we were raised as well, Mm -hmm. right? So those first five years that we spoke about was us trying to do things the way we were told to do them, right? Rene was, you know, it's my money, you can't tell me what to do with it. I was, you know, I should be you know, the the man of the house, certain things should be done, you know, my way, so to speak, etc. And what we realized is that a lot of those things were about fear. It was about us being insecure. Mm-hmm. And we had to just say, okay, what 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 works best for us, right? Because we, at one point, we were $2 million in debt. Really? So we had to figure out how to work together to overcome that debt. So we, we, we could have said, well, you take your debt, I take mine. We clear it independently. But we said, no, let us find a way to work together to, 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 to fully agree on an approach. And then that approach is what we're talking about, right? That approach is what we share with persons. We're not saying do it our way. 
we're saying that based on what we've seen, based on the couples that we've worked with, these this is what we see as an opportunity that a lot of persons overlook. Right, because when we start to talk about things like investing, mm-hmm. a lot of couples don't entertain the idea of investing together because they haven't touched on the basics of managing money together. Mm-hmm. And that is a great opportunity to build wealth as a couple. But typically, we want to build wealth ourselves. And then now it's like, well, I, ha- I have all this money to either accept now that I call the shots because I'm making more than you. Um, you know, take it or leave it. What we want to do is what we and what we have been doing is building wealth together. So everything that we have have accumulated and amassed together, we can't say it's it's one person that has done it because we've done it together. So I mean, that's that's just our our approach. There's there's a there's a particular word that you use, and the word is fair. Yeah. The fair factor going into a marriage, fair factor going into a relationship because of past experience or also because of experience that you see friends, family members, somebody tell you about it. Um, so in terms of building wealth um, together, that's the operative word, building wealth together. Yeah. Really and truly, I, I'm not sure if, 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 if people are trusting of each other mm-hmm. to do that in today's society. Mm-hmm. People are not trusting of each other. So yes, and something that you mentioned, Jermaine, that this fair factor, that if I have the majority of the money, then I become the leader. Mm-hmm. You must listen to what I say. I must tell you to do what you need to do with the money. Is this is this is 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 this leaning towards one particular gender, or as we are now approaching an era where women who are really going out there and making the money, are they behaving like that also? I'll take that one. <laughs> hold on, um. hold on. Let me hold on. I need to answer that question. Let me, let me answer that question for you. Cool FM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You heard that AJ, right? Yes, I yeah. did. I but did. but okay. yes, the 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 answer and I'm I'm taking it because because I'm answering yes. It is the same for both genders. I I for a number of years in our relationship, I was earning more. And because I was earning more, I determined that I was going to tell him, as my husband, how it go go. What it is that we're going to do, when we're going to do it, and how we're going to do it, because I'm making more money. That is That was my approach, and whether it was... It, it started out subconsciously. I didn't even realize that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But then it became it became even more overt over time. Like, listen, you can't tell me what to do because you're not the one earning the majority of the money. And it became a disruptor for our marriage. It became it became a real um, major issue in in our marriage. And it's not to say that it's not to say that um, he should be the one telling telling me what to do with our money. It's about it being a a partnership and us coming together to say, all right, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? How are we going to do it with what I'm bringing in? What you're with what you're bringing in? How do we how do we make this work together? And and that ultimately is what has worked for us mm-hmm. over time, building up that trust. We had to come to that place of vulnerability with each other first 
we had to come to a place of honesty with each other, be willing to say, hey, this is not working. I'm having a hard time here. I'm having a hard time with the fact that I'm earning more than you. Is there, how can we, how can we correct this? Or he would have said to me, you are, you are dominating our conversations because of this. Mm -hmm. And we're like, all right, we don't really want, we don't really want this to be our marriage. We want our marriage to be harmonious, harmonious, right? We want it to be pleasant we want to enjoy our marriage mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's fix this let's fix this issue and and for us moving towards moving towards that harmony in our marriage is what kind of brought us to that place of being willing to deal with our individual selves our individual issues to be able to be honest with each other and say all right here here's where i'm struggling here's here's what we can do about it and we and we came together ultimately to be to be where we are now so we've built this over years mm-hmm. <laughs> so there there are persons who think that to get to a place of sharing everything about your finances together is unrealistic and the reason why they think it is is because they can't wrap their mind around the risk that comes with sharing everything mm-hmm. with 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 another person because for the average person, they may think it's okay to withhold some things. It's okay to have maybe, um, you know, what I do with my money is not your concern. And we don't want to be in that place where we have to doubt where we are, right? So it doesn't mean that we keep tabs on everything and Rene has to, to, to report to me or anything like mm-hmm. that. that. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is we try to get to a place of trust. So the, the thing that I described about the supermarket was was something that we had to 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 grow out of in terms of this this mindset that um, so it started with us not being able to trust each other with with the finances. So firstly, Rene couldn't necessarily trust that I would be able to to support or bring my share financially for us to be able to accomplish everything that we want because for her security is a big deal and for 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 some women that's very very important right security um am, am I going to have a house am I going to be able to take care of my basic needs am I going to be able to live the way that I want to live she wasn't confident that I was going to be able to to provide in that way and at the same time I was feeling like well maybe I'm not a man because I'm not earning more than her or a certain amount because mm-hmm. growing up I was told a man is supposed to take care of his woman mm-hmm. that same song that we were playing at the start mm-hmm. where's 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 your job right where's where's your money mm-hmm. and in my head it it it's it's like if I'm earning 10,000 but she's earning 50 am I still a man am I still able to to, to lead in our home if I'm only earning $10,000. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is a lot of those things that come out as, that are really deep-rooted as fear, insecurity, mistrust can come out in how we spend our money or how we choose to deal with our money. And what we're saying is let's focus on breaking those things down and getting to a place of trust. Mm-hmm. And just to close that out, I'll say that that being in a, re- a trusting relationship when it comes to your money is such a freeing thing. Like it takes 
so much of a weight off of you not having to be like this this hawk <laughs> over over money um because you can trust your partner because you because you can rest in that assurance that that they're looking out for you just as much as you're looking out for them there's something that Jermaine mentioned about men feel feeling um unmanly emasculated um because they're not able to provide um for their for their for their wives for their partners and 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 to not only that but to be in a situation where you where you don't feel that you are valued as a man because guess what i am not able to 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 provide so i'm going to segue into this question do you think that when a man goes out there and jeremy if you chime in on this too he portrays himself financially well so that he can capture the heart of the women that he wants to pursue. What? Where are you going first? Hold on, hold on, <laughs> you didn't hear on. what I said. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying. Let me mm-hmm. let me let me break it down to you. That no, man, just repeat. Just repeat. Yes. yes. Do you think that a man or the typical man goes out there portraying himself as financially well? Mm-hmm. To capture the heart of the women that he wants to pursue. Um, no, not in not in every case. I don't think so. I think he tries to impress and um, to you know kind of show that hey, I can do this for you or you know whatever it is. But I don't think it's saying that I'm making millions of dollars. No, me never say to make millions of dollars. No, me just say financially well. No, I think I think a lot of times it's misinterpreted by the woman. That's what I think. So me me going out there and buying you a drink or taking you out to the dinner or whatever. To the fancy today. To the fancy dinner or whatever and pay, it is. Pay, um, um, I'm not necessarily saying that, hey, um, you should expect this every day. <laughs> <laughs> but what if she's thinking yeah. that this is but the lifestyle? But that's what I'm saying. That's your misinterpretation. Wow. That's why you are, that's wow. why you are um, okay. getting from it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> if it gets to a point you now where we decide, say, all right, we like each other and then, you know, we're going to date or whatever, I think the question should come in at that point. Hey, should I expect this all the time? That's just what I think. Uh, <clears throat> um, I think it's interesting because it, there are, I think, subtle cues that we may respond to right so similar to to what dre was saying it's not necessarily that i may outright come and say i can do all of this for you but at least from 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 where i sit and some of the things that i hear from from women who are single it's almost like because women are extremely successful um as in how 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 they've been able to to excel in in terms of their education and in their careers it's almost like there's this this question this this implied question of what can you do for me Mm -hmm, as the song says Mm -hmm. and this and this idea of what you can do for me what does that mean to you it to me comes down to what can you provide what can you do that i can't do for myself that i can't do for myself 
right? And so it it's as I said, it's not something that you may come out and say, but if it is that it comes out in 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 subtle ways, because the the thing is. Um, AJ, that a lot of the things and the attitudes we have about money, we don't even understand that it comes back to money. Mm-hmm. So when I say what you can do for me, you may think, you you may know are left to fill in the blanks in ways that may not even be what the person is expecting. Yeah. What, what can you do for me could mean how can you support me, how can you love me, but I may hear it as a man, how can you provide? And then so I may look at my finances and say, well, I'm not earning what you're earning, so I can't do anything for you. You understand what I mean? So it's, and, and again, it, it comes back to these conversations that we need to have because a lot of times we're not sure of what's driving our decisions and what we say. And it could come down to just a misunderstanding as to what what it what it really is. Because in my case, and I I say this that the Lord has blessed me enough where I've never earned more than Renee. So it in seven months, in a seven month window, in <laughs> nineteen years, I earned more than her. And the minute I started to get puffed up, the Lord was like, "Okay, I take it back now." Because so it, 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 it taught me humility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I, I could not assume that it was because of what I brought to the table that made me a man. So, so, so I had to find that confidence in other ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And that has allowed me to be extremely humble in terms of our finances. Um, and this, this idea that women may say it, it is not expected. I would say to those women... What are you saying? Because you may be saying it and not understand that you're saying it. If you understand what I mean. <coughs> mm-hmm. And you know, from from my perspective with that, I never expected him to take care of me financially because I was raised to be independent. Like I, I was too independent. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I was I was that so, I was that woman who would take ten bags, ten grocery bags from the from the car and go up the stairs by myself mm-hmm. instead of calling my husband who is upstairs and say, Come help me with the bags. Right? That was me and he would be he'd get upset at me and he's like, I'm here. Why wouldn't you tell me that you're home so mm-hmm. that I can come and help you? I'm like, I don't need your help, I'm fine, I can do this on my own. That's the kind of that, that's the kind of Independence. So, two things. I'm has, coming from. Two things. Has has that changed? Yes, it has changed. It has changed. It okay. has changed. Because you've realized that it, it matters to him. Yes. For him to help you. It matters to yeah. him. Yes, to yeah. to to be able to help me in that way. And it. I also like when he helps me. Yeah. I I like being taken care of. Yeah. And the the truth is, at that time, I wasn't allowing myself to even experience it. Because I was so stuck in feeling like I need to be independent and I need to prove myself. I don't need to prove anything. Mm-hmm. He's, he's here. It's a, it's a partnership. We're a team. So we do it together. It's cool. You know, it's nice for him to open my door. Yeah. It's nice for him to to choose to randomly take me out without me having to plan the whole vacation. You know what I mean? So for me, um, and Jermaine mentioned it earlier, we were both dealing with different types of insecurities and those insecurities are what blocked us from being able to see what the other person was trying to do. So, so back to your back to your question about you know the men trying to 
look a certain way or, or give off a certain perception to attract the woman. Um, maybe sometimes they do, you know, because they might go dress up nice. You know, they'll they'll dress nicely to say and go to certain areas to say, all right, this is the kind of woman I want and she'll be in this location. So I have to look this way to attract this kind of woman. Um, but when it comes down to it, you have to get you have to get real. Like, all right, you, you take out a loan for buy the suit there for come other place here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know or, what I mean? Or you max out the credit. Or you max it. Exactly. So you, you, you have to be. You have to be real and transparent with yourself because honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense to put yourself in in debt to try and impress somebody who may not even be be impressed by what you're doing. They may be more annoyed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, that's that's really. So just I'll hold that thought. Let me. Yep. Um, <laughs> Maru says she sounds like me. <laughs> and Dre, Dre, Dre Maru is always troubling you. She <laughs> says, um, Dre, you should you should be upfront and honest from the very beginning. <laughs> Fresh puffy diva, you're something else, but you cannot start with KFC and then drop and exactly. then drop to bone and cheese. Exactly. Why exactly. you need to be real? From yeah. Our, our first few dates were in. Burger King. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then at one point in our marriage when things were really tough, we went down to patties. Like that was that was dates. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, the operative thing that the dates and yeah. dates. You still had the dates. <laughs> Reminding you that this uh, top portion of the talk segment is courtesy of Christmas Bickle on Friday, December 9 at Randy Williams Entertainment Center. And remember, it's hosted by Harvest Tabernacle and it starts at 11 a.m. and it goes up until 9.30 p.m. Tickets are $15,000. And remember, there'll be live entertainment starting at 5.30 p.m. And when we say Bickle, we say Bickle and more Bickle super all-inclusive food event so you need to check it out and for further info you can call 876-316-3650 and when I tell you about the menu the menu is from here to there and it is let me tell you about this menu I have the menu I was just trying to bring up the menu a while ago so you know that they have a salad bar, right? And by popular demand, I think they heard Dre last week when Dre was asking about the soup. Mm-hmm. So they have a salad bar. And you can choose your salad dressing and you can... The salad bar that I'm looking at look like you can create your own salad, right? right and right. you can add your, 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 your chicken or your hard-boiled eggs and your bacon and so forth and so on to that, right? And then you're going to move to Dre's Manish Water. Dre, mm-hmm. here is you, yes, you know. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I remember I was talking about some other soups that they yeah, heard. And then <laughs> Dre wants some good water. <laughs> Make and manage water. And then you're going to have like your potato salad. This is also a part of the salad bar, you know. And let me read out the entree, right? They have curry goat, they have um, barbecue, grilled barbecue chicken, they have oxtail, they have boneless 
ham. <laughs> they have red snapper, roast beef, curry, shrimp, and they have an assortment of vegetables and so much more. And Dre said that he was going to move over to the ice cream bar. And over at the ice cream bar, they do have your ice cream. And then you can make your Sunday. You can make your Monday. You can make even your Tuesday mm -hmm. <laughs> with the sprinkles. And they're also going to have the good old Jamaican fruit cake. Right? And then now, you know that this is a Christian event. Yeah, man. $15,000. It's a Christian event. So you're going to have eggnog, saril, and also, guess what? You're going to have tropical fruit punch. But your fruit punch will be without the rum. So hold on. A <laughs> so how is it a, Chris, a Christian event and there, is no, there are no spirits? <laughs> Dre? DJ Dre? You have enough to choose from. You manage water alone. <laughs> but Adrian, you have to have the island girl, girl said, yes, a hotel this. It is going to be a super inclusive event. Christmas pickle 2022. You know, even, even Jesus drunk wine. In, in <laughs> you see the same little bag? You see the same little bag that you plan to carry the container in? I am sure the organizers, I am sure they won't be searching you coming in. Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee the going out part. So you are allowed to take your your red wine with you. Okay. Right? You, you can take your red wine with you. <laughs> Dre, here, here. See how Marhu, what Marhu is saying, Dre, Dre, take your flask of whatever with you. Dre is going to do that. <laughs> so let's get back into the conversation as uh, where time is almost up on us. Maybe I should take the break and then when we come back, we'll kind of just chit-chat about an event that is coming up. Yes. So I'm going to take the break and then um, we'll continue the conversation. Singles Live on The Nation's Coolest. We'll be right back. Singles live on the nation's coolest. Cool 97 FM. And of course, this segment is brought to you by Christmas Bickle. Yes, Harvest Tabernacle. They host Christmas Bickle on Friday, December 9 at the Randy Williams Entertainment Center. And just a few minutes ago, we went through that uh, delectable Jamaican Christmas menu. So let's get back to the to the conversation that we're having. So there's an event that is coming up. I want Jermaine to start off um, by telling me how you came up with the concept of, of this event. Tell me about this event. Okay, so, um, so we shared a bit about our story before. How that story, um, what brought us to this point is that we started to work on our marriage and then we started to work on our money mm -hmm. so we started a couple's channel loving to the max you mentioned it and then we realized that there is such a great need to talk about money that we started a community called learn grow invest so learn grow invest focuses on financial education and literacy so we do free classes on investing money management 
budgeting, just about anything that, that you can think of within the space of money. So we're actually on YouTube. And what we wanted to do this year, because we, we, we do free classes every quarter, but this year what we wanted to do is a conference where not just one topic, but all of the topics that we think would prepare you to manage your money well going into the new year. So that birth, the... the the concept of grow your wealth mm-hmm. and that's what we're, we're going to have on December 2 to 3 and it's 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 all of the names that are in the local financial education space so um, and a few international and a few international mm-hmm. guests as well so Kalila Reynolds Keisha Bailey uh, Simon Johnson Gillian uh, Jackson Gillian Jackson all the names that you would know in in the local space in terms of financial education are coming together to have this this conference over two days to help you in just about every area that you would need in terms of your finances. So money management, debt, entrepreneurship, investing is what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on the virtual? Yes, it's virtual. It's completely free. Um, if you go to learngrowinvestconference.com, you can register there and we'll just send you the link on the day. Okay, I want to make sure that... Um, yeah, it's, it's so rare to hear that um, <clears throat> events like these are you know, free. It's, it's what we've been doing for the past four years. <laughs> so we, we actually have a free community where persons can learn. So all the things that we've said about money, we share these things openly. We, have, we do free content on YouTube to help you manage your money. And for us, because we realize just how much money played a role in our marriage we wanted to help others to do the same so to manage your money well so we're looking forward to that and uh, of course Jermaine you're going to be furnishing me with some more information that we can pass on um Oh yeah. So, so, so there, here, so, so Mar, who is asking, what mm-hmm. was the first YouTube channel about? Yes. Yeah, so love? the first one. So, so when we when we came out of the the bumps and the potholes, <laughs> we, we started this this YouTube channel called Loving to the Max M A C K S. And what we did on that channel is share our story. We talked about our relationship. We talked about the things that we went through. We talked about the fact that when we ran our first business together, it almost ended our marriage. All of that story we shared and we, 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 we realized that at the same time there was such a growing need for learning about money and touching the issue of money that we said, well, we can't run both communities simultaneously. So we started to focus on learn, grow, invest. And we just saw it grow where we're at um, 7,000 subscribers on YouTube and our community. We have a Telegram group with over 2,400 people right now. We talk about money and investing daily. daily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is me throwing this question out. Yes. She, yeah, yeah, loving to the M-A-C-K-S. M-A-C-K-X. S. S, yes, M A C K S. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that, um, well, let me see if I can put this in context because I don't want to, I don't want to, Dre, not throwing out this one to Germain. Do you think that we choose as women or partners based on their financial potential? Yes. It's a very quick response. <laughs> you know, I was I was waiting for the rest of the answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's just yes. Yes, yes. 
Yes. So if you don't seems like you have any potential to grow financially, you may be one of those. It's not even grow. It's not even potential alone. It's what you have as well as the potential. But you have immediately. More. Yeah. Really? Well, well. So here's the thing, though. Um, I, I, I think I'm speaking um, more from what I'm do, I'm seeing now. Yeah. Seeing uh-huh. happening. Um, and you know, AJ, you know, I don't really like to generalize things, but I kind of have to. Um, it's it's the majority of what I'm seeing. It's 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 all our own. Mm. It's, I get it's you. what you have now, <clears throat> as well as um, the potential to get more. Well, I, I I don't agree with with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with the potential part. Yeah, um, I, I, I think. I know for me, anyway, that was always important, knowing that whoever I'm partnering with has a desire to grow, right? That they want to do more than just stay at the same place. Mm-hmm. So that was important for me. And you would have heard it as we spoke earlier that for, for us, growing together is important. And that has always been it. So we didn't marry rich we we certainly didn't have no inheritance, you know, kind of thing. Um, we we got married when we were in negative, mm-hmm. right? And we have we have committed ourselves to each other and to the process of building together to the place where we are now, where we have a positive net worth, where we are able to to comfortably talk to other people about money and not feel like frauds. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like we were able to, to work it through together and and maintain our our marriage, our partnership. And we're not saying that it was easy because we had holy pot challenges. We had lots of challenges as we went through it. And it's still a work in progress. And we continue to work on it. But the the commitment is that we're doing this together. Right. If he didn't have the potential, if he didn't have the desire or the or the ambition, and if I didn't have the same potential, desire, ambition, then it wouldn't work. So the thing is, though, and I'll say this because it is a risk. If so, so I understand where Dre is coming from in that I don't know if the potential will bear fruit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And sometimes it's hard for persons to say, well, I've been with you for five years. I've been with you for 10 years. You have this potential, but I'm not seeing anything. And I'll, I'll tell you a story here where when, when Renee and I met, I actually met her because I had my, my own business repairing computers. So I went to her house to fix her computer, right? She, she, it, the, the same computer that I fixed magically broke down again, so I had to come back. <laughs> but that's for another story, right? But that business was struggling. And every year I would say to her, give me one more year. Give me one more year. And it came to the point where I said, okay, this business is not going anywhere. My marriage is struggling. I have to make a choice between my business or my marriage. Again, that was a risk. I could have chosen my marriage and if the marriage didn't work out, I could say, well, I, I, I threw away my business to try and save my marriage and it doesn't, I, it, it didn't work out. And that's the part that I think gets a lot of persons nervous because they want guarantees. There's no guarantee in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's about, do you believe that this person has, a, so bringing it back to the very first conversation, we look for compatibility 
in couples when we're talking to them about getting married because can you get through the challenges when they come? Um, in our case, we were able to overcome the debt, the mountain of debt that the business put us in, the personal decisions that put us in debt as well, and get over that to now a place of surplus, but it wasn't a guarantee that it would have gotten to this point. So I'm, I'm not trying to make it seem like you stay with somebody with with potential and it must work out. I don't want to give that impression because the truth is there are a lot of factors that go into that potential. Is it a pipe dream and you're just, you know, saying a lot of ideas with nothing to show for it? Because for me, at some point I had to say, well, this business is not working. Let me close it because it's more important for me to get a job, provide some some stability in terms of our income, take care of our debt and then maybe I can go back to the business at some point it wasn't easy but at least I wasn't just waiting and waiting for that business that if if I was still in it at this point who knows I could probably still be struggling right now in a sense I don't want this idea of of potential to have us maybe wait for a situation that may never change mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Love and money. Do we really and truly um, marry um, for love or do we marry for money? (laughs) Or should there be a combination of both? (laughs) Dre, are you marrying for love? Yeah, I'm a mush. I'm a mush. So, yeah, I am marrying for love. Okay. For sure. So you would marry for money? No. Why not? This is just me being Anne. Why not? I don't believe... So um, which one do you think has more longevity? As I say, I'm a mush. I'm a sucker for love. So I'll, 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 I'm always going to side with love. Okay, so let me... Let me... Let me... Um, let me read why I asked that question. Mm. I got a when when we when we put out our information about what was happening on the show, I got some text. Mm. Hi Roy, how you doing? Okay, so he says that if you are known to have money, you will get attention that isn't love. Money and love never mix. Another wise and otherwise, a woman use a man as a stepping stone to go where she wants to in life. When money done, <laughs> love done. Oh, no. When money done, love done. So, what is he saying? Is that as long as you have money, then you'll have... Is it love that you have? Or is it the attention that you have? We've seen a few billionaires get divorced. So, therefore, money... Can money buy love? Money. Can money buy... So, Dre is a mush. So, Dre says, no, money can buy love. Let me throw this out to um, to our friends joining us on the World Wide Web. Can money buy love? Or money just buy um, a company? Is it the company that the money buys, but not necessarily the love? Dre is shaking his head and says yes. Mm-hmm. 
FFD I don't, you know I, I don't know where you get your 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 uh, your perceptions from she says uh, money can buy L O V E but not great sex that I can say well, sex is not low no it's two separate things yeah yeah no, everybody saying no. It can't buy. Well, it can't buy love for me. Money can can pay for things, but n- not buy love. So you can pay for the company, you can pay for the experience, but love is free, and love should be flowing. And even though that, even though you may have a feeling that, because a lot of us mix up that 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 that, that particular feeling. Something I was watching in order to kind of get my trail of thoughts together for the show so love is not really a feeling so a lot of us get the things and we feel all excited and we go to these different places and go to the restaurant and drink a little bit of wine and we have a particular feeling a feeling of euphoria a feeling of this that same feeling that you feel when you just meet the person and you start to date them and you're all over the place Mm -hmm. and then now the realities of life chip in and those feelings are no longer there. Mm-hmm. So you feel that, hey, love was never there. That is your feeling, that feel that love was never there. Mm-hmm. But when you truly sit down and you analyze what love is, when all those things are gone, when you no longer have the, the, the money to furnish the person with the gifts that made them excited and happy, Will that person still be there for you when you, instead of drinking champagne, you have to drink like a sugar and water and squeeze a lime, some lime in there? Will you still be there? You have you thought that this person that was strong and vibrant and was taking you uh, here, there, and everywhere, something happens and he loses all the money? Will you still be there? So you have to think of it. Is this the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with in spite of those little feelings? The same feelings that when we opened the show, we're talking about that. I I call it that, that mist that you have when you start a new relationship. And when that wears off and you start to look at the dynamics of your relationship, the dishonesty that one has about their finances, um, the fact that you thought, because we all clarified that, that it's a perception, you do, because he was driving the car, taking you to the fancy restaurant, you thought this was something that he was going to do on every date. And all of a sudden, tell us, boy, we have to go down to get some... Oh, what? We're going to get another drink, a piece of pan chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just said, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I thought we were going to X, Y, and Z. Are, you, are we prepared to do that? But once again, there's a, there's, a, there's a flip side to the situation. There are persons out there who tell you, will ask you the question, what, is, what, what does love got to do with this? I, I want the money. I want the money. I prefer to know that I'm going into a relationship where I can be taken care of. I mean, fully taken care of. Mm-hmm. I can be working $10,000. Me still want the man money over there to add to my 10 to make it 20 Because that is how we're cultured. A man is supposed to 
be this. Take for him money and put it on our money just in case. Just in case. So we have a culture where we are not, where we are dishonest when it comes to our relationships and until we can move away from that and when i talk about dishonesty i mean dishonest in who, who how we really are as individuals in terms of in our spending um where we like to go things that we like to do um can the person facilitate our so-called expectations and our desire and in the original part of the relationship or in the early state of the relationship we may be dishonest about this yes very dishonest about it that little mask that we put on it oh that's okay mm-hmm. i can cover the bills until six months down the line it's if i pay for one more dinner in there tonight then every minute i come out no so it's something that we we have to dre germaine and renee is we have to be as open it's something that we have to learn you know Mm-hmm. We have to learn as a people to be open and honest in our relationship. And if you're not, if we are not capable to be open and honest within the context of a relationship, then just maybe that person that you are dating or in the relationship is not the right person for you. Mm-hmm. Just maybe that's not the right person for you. If you have to worry that she going to take all of your money, um, run off with your money, um, take the money, supermarket money, and buy. Um, lashes <laughs> because you have situations like that mm-hmm. whether we want to be, you have persons who are just not compatible in terms of how they 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 they, they, they spend money so Jeremy may want to invest who may not invest in a nothing i want to go and shop and Germany is saying no, but we shouldn't. I don't want to hear nothing about the investment. They may not say that, but you invest something and the next day you go back, the, the investing money gone because you want to do hair and nails and all different sort of things. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, sexual compatibility is one thing, but financial compatibility is another thing that persons who are entering a relationship should really look into. What it is that I can handle. What it is, <laughs> and so people, so people get married and brought the next day. That yes, what it is um, that I can overspending on the wedding. Mm-hmm. So the wedding, the wedding becomes the high point yeah. mm-hmm. of the of of the relationship. So like nothing now that happened after the wedding, you know. <laughs> nothing this is it. Exactly. We have arrived. Mm-hmm. We have arrived. This is it. There's no tomorrow. So we're going to spend and do and make everybody come eat up the curry goat and do whatever. So we have to be very mindful um of how we deal with finances um in our marriage. Um, because finances and lack thereof and not having that discussion can lead to one of um, one of the key components in the breakdown of the relationship and that is resentment yes. you resent each other you look what you, you take me from a parents' house. We used to have two meat and a Sunday. You want to carry me over here for <laughs> do ackee and rice. Nothing is wrong with ackee and rice, but I'm just saying we are used to a particular lifestyle. And then we enter into a marriage or into a relationship only to find out that it is instead of going up, we're going way, way back down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it leads to resentment. Jermaine, Renee, is there anything that you want to add before we 
wrap things up? I think um, we we would just want to encourage persons, and you, and you would have mentioned it before. Um, we or or view or perception um, comes from our faith. Right, and so we understand that it may not be the same for everybody, and everybody may not may not accept or or take on the same approach that we did. But we are sharing from our our perspective what saved our marriage and how much it has helped, how much it has helped us to to think about our marriage differently and our finances differently. Like everything we do is is based on our based and based on and rooted in our faith mm-hmm. right um so so we get it if everybody doesn't understand um even how we choose to spend for our son how we choose to celebrate his birthday or celebrate our birthdays or celebrate christmas all of that stuff um we decide on that together because we believe that the the best the best chance you have at success as as a couple is working together like honestly and openly being being vulnerable with each other and being willing to go through the hard times have the hard conversations make the hard decisions keep each other accountable because that's very very important and oftentimes missing keep each other accountable because what you can do together is multiples of what you can do alone. Mm-hmm. So what I would say, and something that I say to Renee, I started saying it a few years ago. I said, what I want is that if, because none of us are, are guaranteed tomorrow. So I said to her, what if either of us should pass away today? Would we be happy with the state of our marriage, with the state of our money, with, with, with the legacy that we would have? And what we try to do is work towards that to to always be in a state where we're not we're we're not leaving anything that could could potentially make us have regrets if we should lose the other mm-hmm. because we don't know right today like us talking to you right here this could be either of us last day and so I would rather say I gave Renee my all and Renee would prefer to say she gave me her all. And so we're we're happy with the time that the Lord has blessed us with, because it's not guaranteed. So if it's if you can't find yourself to fully trust and be vulnerable with someone, maybe you shouldn't be spending the time to continue to invest in that relationship because you are investing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what will your returns be? Is 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 my question? Mm-hmm. Will it be bitterness or will it be happiness? Will it be bitterness or will it be happiness? I want to thank you both. But before we wrap up, I wanted to remind our listeners of the event coming up. (laughs) Right. And uh, give us the information where persons can actually register online. So it is called Grow Your Wealth Virtual Conference by Learn, Grow, Invest. 
you can register at learngrowinvestconference.com. It is completely free, completely virtual, so you can join from anywhere. We have an awesome lineup of 15 speakers, both from the international and local financial education space. So it is really meant to help persons get on track with their finances for 2023. So we'll be talking about money management, debt management, entrepreneurship and investing all four topics will be covered in in various ways so please 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 join us and yes follow us on social media at learn grow invest Mm -hmm. instagram instagram twitter facebook linkedin and youtube oh and tiktok Yeah, I want to thank you so much. And Marho, let me just wrap things up with what you were saying. Yeah, my husband wanted to buy a big house and a fancy in a fancy neighborhood. And I said, no, I went for the more modest house that if one of us got sick or died, the other would be able, would be financially safe. Yes, yes. Coming from a couple's dynamics, that is something that one ought to think about. Yes, well... I know, my partner, he's the one who will go out and buy our daughter the, uh, up, up, uh, gosh, I went to to say this. Just, my daughter says, Daddy, I want that. And he just grabs it and, 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 and buys it. And she will say to me, Mommy, I want that. And I start to look at the price and say, uh-uh. <laughs> that is not happening today. And so she goes out with her dad to the supermarket or to the store and come back. I'm like, what happened here? Oh, no, really take the money <laughs> you yeah. know how much trips to the supermarket that good and so you see because of that Dre Ari don't like when mommy mm-hmm. sometimes I pick her up and scoot <laughs> here to me um, where are you going I thought daddy was coming <laughs> I thought daddy was coming for me so the, it, the opposite happens that they are the one that will come in with these little bags and uh, putting them somewhere because mommy is very, very, uh, very, very structured. And I'm going to tell you why I'm very structured. And you say your background and your perception. I was raised, um, my father, both my father and my mother, and my father was a very, um, I would say, very strict businessman. He is the businessman who never borrows anything. He built his, 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 his company from scratch. And he's the person that if the car cost $80, he will save to buy it for $80. He was never going to go into a bank to buy um, a car. If he can't afford the $80, him just don't buy the car for $80. Him buy something else for $40. And that is how he lived his life. So he's very structured. And I think because I saw that, and it's how, you know, your perception, because I saw that, that is how I, in my mind, deal with my finances. I am not, and I'll say this, I'll share this little tidbit with you. I don't think I am the typical woman. You're not going to catch me going, jumping in my car and go willy-nilly shopping on fancy. Mm-hmm. I have to plan it. <laughs> Maybe I'm boring. I don't know. I have, to, Dre, I, have to, I have to plan it out in my head. And Dre knows at certain time of the year I'll take my vacation and I love nice things. But I have to plan it out. And if it was not in the plan... 
in terms of what I'm going to buy in terms of clothes or whatever, that I'm not going to jump in my car and just go go on a shopping spree. No. No, I'm not going to do that. And if I say that I sometimes advise is to take a list to the supermarket yeah. and don't deviate yeah. and don't go in there hungry either. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the fast food lines, it's good because you'll change your mind mm-hmm. and not spend all that money. <laughs> but you know, with the supermarket, it, it's really not, it's not me planning, it's not me trying to overspend or buying excess things. It's just yeah. that the price is raised. Yeah, man, the price. Like, it's ridiculous. You, you can't, you, yeah, you can't even do anything about that part, No, you right? can't do anything about that. You're going that. to buy less or you're going to buy a cheaper version. There's and, no such thing. And, exactly. There's no, all the and versions really what are it the is, same. Though. That's really what it is now. <laughs> Adam Gray says, um, and that must be me. <laughs> yes, so um, my father instilled that 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 um, that perception of how I see money. But Jermaine and Renee, I want to thank you so much for joining us inside uh, singles live on the nation school list and uh, we're looking forward guys you, let me tell us something you're blessed and uh, you have so much stories i wouldn't even call them stories i don't call those things stories, but life experience mm-hmm. and you have been through so much and um you continue to help others to grow as you continue to grow and so I am thanking you and I'm saying whatever it is that you venture into whatever it is that your heart's desire I wish you much peace love and a lot of financial blessing why financial blessing because you can't help another individual without the finances all right so So i appreciate and you know i say to my listeners all the time you know my guest they just show up (laughs) (laughs) you build and they will we drew it spoke about it last week because this is our fifth year and i say you just build and they will show they will show and they always do and i so i thank you so much thank you for yeah. having us yes <laughs> the singles live on the nation school at school 97 fm reminding you that this portion of the talk segment is brought to you by christmas vehicle hosted by harvest tabernacle and that event will be on friday december 9 at the Rani williams entertainment center it's a super all-inclusive event start time 11 a.m to 9 30 p.m prizes and surprises live entertainment starts at 5 30 p.m music by dj dre and for tickets you can call 876 432 or 876-316-3650 and of course we're looking forward to this event Cool 97 Radio